Florida Surgeon General Joseph Ladapo confirmed on Saturday what all reasonable people have long suspected, namely that the mRNA COVID vaccines are associated with heart problems and death, especially in young people. Here's what Surgeon General Ladapo wrote. It says that the Florida Department of Health conducted an analysis through a self-controlled case series, which is a technique originally developed to evaluate vaccine safety. This analysis found that there is an 84% increase in the relative incidence of cardiac-related death among males 18 to 39 years old within 28 days following mRNA vaccination. With a high level of global immunity to COVID-19, the benefit of vaccination is likely outweighed by this abnormally high risk of cardiac-related death among men in this age group. And, and even further, non-mRNA vaccines were not found to have these increased risk, which is why, as such, the state surgeon general recommends against males aged 18 to 39 from receiving mRNA COVID-19 vaccines. Those with pre-existing cardiac conditions, such as myocarditis and pericarditis, should take particular caution when making this decision. Very scary stuff. So naturally, the big tech platforms censored him for spreading medical misinformation and undermining the public health and authorities. Which, of course, is a little bit strange since Dr. Ladapo is one of the top medical experts in the country and one of the top public health authorities in the country. The claim, the idea that some random punk Twitter staffer possesses greater medical expertise than the Florida Surgeon General is insane. And apparently it was too much even for Twitter, which is why they eventually caved to political pressure and restored uh, Surgeon General Ladapo's findings. But enough about the left's hypocrisy. Yes, they're power mad tyrants. Yes, they don't give a damn about the truth or justice. Yeah, totally, of course. What is more interesting to me than the double standard here, the, the hypocrisy, the hiding information, what's more interesting is the information itself, Ladapo's findings. What should we conclude from the Surgeon General's finding that the mRNA vaccines are associated with young people having heart problems and dying? We should remember that that conclusion now backed up by one of those sacred studies on which modern people place so much importance. That was not so long ago written off as a crazy conspiracy theory, not just by the libs, but by many squishes on the right too. The warning signs have been there from the very beginning of these vaccines. Do you remember that video of the nurse who was taking the shot and then she immediately fainted? <laughs> like right away after taking it. And the libs said, oh no, it's no, this is just a coincidence, no big deal. And then all of the anecdotal reports of people having heart problems that popped up just as the vaccines were being rolled out. All those many, many anecdotes, the plural of anecdote, by the way, is data. All those warning signs were ignored. They were written off. And the people who kept talking about them, we were called conspiracy theorists. Well, the conspiracy theorists were right. 100% right then, just as the conspiracy theorists have been right about so many things in recent years, which raises an even more urgent question. If the so-called conspiracy theorists were right about these things then, what sort of things are we mocking that they are getting right right now? I'm Michael Knowles. This is The Michael Knowles Show.
Welcome back to the show. My favorite comment on Friday is from Jesse Sanchez, who says, just left a job after two days because they tried to force me to use pronouns. Screw that. I have rights. I will not squish. My girl. That's great. I assume Jesse is a girl's name. It's IE. I think that's a girl's name. Either way, person, person of unknown pronouns. Good job. Good on you. That is great because to quote the, the butler from the first season of The Crown, it's in the little things that the rot begins. It's in the little concessions. Say your pronouns. Keep your mouth shut. Don't talk about the vaccines on Twitter. Don't do this. Don't, come on, just go along to get along. And, and if once, once you get enough of that, you, you lose all of your integrity. So good job, great job not squishing, all right? You, clearly, your character is very, very solid. You know what else is a solid, valuable asset? Gold. That's why you got to check out Birch Gold. Right now, text Knowles to 989898. With the consumer price index increasing yet again, the stock market has been in absolute turmoil. What is the administration doing to quell the surge of inflation? Well, spending more taxpayer dollars, of course. Do not bury your head in the sand while your savings deplete. Diversify into gold with Birch Gold today. Text Knowles to 989898, and Birch Gold will send you a free info kit on protecting your savings with gold in a tax-sheltered account. The experts over at Birch Gold have almost 20 years of experience in converting IRAs and 401ks into precious metal IRAs. Gold has always been your best hedge against inflation. A diversified savings can protect you from downturns in the market. If you've got a 401k or IRA that is underperforming, just text Knowles, K-N-W-L-E-S, to 989898. You can convert that into an IRA in precious metals right now. Birch Gold Group has an A-plus rating with the Better Business Bureau, countless five-star reviews, and thousands of satisfied customers. Text Knowles, K-N-W-L-E-S, to 989898, and Birch Gold will send you a free info kit on diversifying into gold tax-free. Take the necessary steps to hedge against inflation today. Protect your hard-earned money. Get your free info kit by texting Knowles, K-N-W-L-E-S, to 989898 now. The issue here is not, do we trust the experts or do we not trust the experts? Okay, the, the libs have been trying to frame this whole debate going all the way back to the start of COVID as, well, either you trust the experts or you don't trust the experts. And we libs trust the experts. And you idiot conservatives don't trust the experts. And that's why you're dumb and stupid. And that's why we censor you. But that was never the game. And this proves it. The Florida Surgeon General thing proves it. Because that guy is an expert. That guy is a public health authority. He's one of the top public health authorities in the country. They censored him anyway. Because they were never on the side of the experts writ large. They were on the side of their experts. And their experts are frequently idiots and always perverted and incorrect. They've got a corrupted view of medicine and reality. That's how they keep getting everything wrong. And conservatives, though we're distrustful of technocracy and government by expert writ large, conservatives, we have our own experts. We've got plenty of very serious medical doctors at very serious schools. I'm, I'm just thinking off the top of my head of, of uh, Jay Bhattacharya right, at Stanford, I believe. Dr. Marty McCary, Dr. Joseph Ladapo here. Dr. Robert Malone, all of these people who are extremely expert, who have got very serious credentials, who have long histories in their field, and whenever those experts contradicted the official narrative on COVID, what happened? Oh, they're all written off as cranks and fools and idiots, and never mind, nothing to see here. Just keep listening to, to the real experts. Like who? Like Joe Biden? He's some kind of genius expert now? Like, like who? Dr. Fauci, a career bureaucrat? Like who? Rochelle Walensky? 
Like who, Bill Nye the Science Guy? <laughs> Seriously, they trot Bill Nye the Science Guy out as their genius expert. So it was never about that, okay? It's always about their narrative and their conclusion and their, their political team. And then they're going to pretend that that's the expert side, but it's not. And, and whenever an actual expert contradicts their narrative, they'll censor him. Now, in this case, they, there was so much political pressure coming, especially from the state of Florida. They had to reinstate the post, but they don't like it. They don't like it one bit. They only want their experts. And their experts are completely insane. Just look no further than Boston Children's Hospital. Boston Children's Hospital not only just put out an insane video on transgenderism, not only an incoherent video on transgenderism, but an internally, a self-contradictory incoherent video on transgenderism. Take a listen. So most of the patients that we have in the GEMS clinic actually know their gender, usually around the age of puberty, but a good portion of children do know as early as seemingly from the womb, and they will usually express their gender identity as very young children, some as soon as they can talk. They might say phrases such as, I'm a girl, or I'm a boy, or I'm going to be a woman, or I'm going to be a mom. Kids know very, very early. Children know that they're transgender in the womb. Children in the womb aren't children. They're just clumps of cells. They're not even human and they're not alive. Those are two opinions that the libs want us to hold simultaneously. What do you think the odds are that that lady saying that supports abortion? 150%? I would bet, I would bet a lot of money that that lady's pro-abortion. I would bet my entire net worth that the people who fall in line with her argument broadly support abortion. And they support abortion because they say, usually the, the, the mainstream pro-abortion argument is, oh, it's not a baby, not human, not alive, not a person, when that suits their argument on abortion. But then when they want to peddle transgenderism, they say, not only is it alive, not only is it human, not only is it a person, but it's actually conscious and it's aware of gender identity and the little blastula or whatever stupid science jargony term they want to use actually knows that even though he looks like a boy, he's really a girl. That's what they, and they want you to believe that. That's what they, and when you raise any questions about that, they will brush you aside. They'll say, oh, you're not an expert. You're an idiot. You don't know anything. But it's just arbitrary. It's just capricious. It's, it's, the, it's the exact same thing as Dr. Fauci saying, don't wear the masks. And then a week later, wear the masks. You have to wear the masks. What changed? I don't know. Shut up, you stooge, you little sheep. Whatever I say, I'm the science. So whatever I say is the truth. It's just, it's the exact same thing. And that's all they ever say. The, the science worship is just so preposterous. It's, it's preposterous. In, in the scientific terms that they're using. And it's preposterous because physical reality is not the ultimate reality. And we, there's much more to talk about. Philosophy, ethics, theology, all sorts of things than just cells. But even on the level of science, it's ridiculous. Stacey Abrams just proved this. Stacey Abrams, got to give her some slight credit. She went on Fox News. So she went on a sometimes center-right news channel and was asked about her views on abortion. Here's her answer. Were you to become governor, where would you draw the line? 15 weeks, viability, 36 weeks, what's the limit? 
where, what I've always said is that abortion is a medical decision that should be made by a doctor and the woman, and that the point of viability as determined by a doctor should always take into consideration the life and health of a woman. That should be the standard. But the arbitrary standards of timelines ignore the medical reality that it is a fallacy. We know exactly when a pregnancy starts, that we know exactly where we are in the system, I mean, in the in the term. And what doctors will tell you is that they need to make decisions based on the woman they are treating. And what women will tell you is that they need the right to make medical decisions that can save their lives and save their ability to control their bodies and their futures. Hold on, hold on. It's a fallacy that we know when pregnancy starts. Okay, if you're telling me we maybe we can't pinpoint the exact day or the exact hour, maybe, but I'm pretty sure by 36 weeks we know the pregnancy has started, right? I'm pretty sure after the mother's been vomiting for about a month or two, morning sickness, you know, as her belly grows for a long, I'm pretty sure we can know the pregnancy has started, right? So you can't draw the line there. I don't think that's just arbitrary or capricious, do you? No, she doesn't believe that. By the way, we do know when a pregnancy starts. It starts at conception. That's what the word conception means. So we know all of that, but what is, what is Stacey Abrams really saying here? Is she making a scientific argument? No. Is she making a medical argument? No. Is she making a political argument? Kind of. She's, it's not even much of an argument. It's, it, she's just saying, we will do whatever I want to do. We will do whatever I want to do. And we've come to the conclusion and we'll backfill the arguments and we'll backfill the reason maybe then. But it, it, it's ironic because Stacey Abrams is apparently attacking arbitrary politics. And yet her politics, the politics of the entire left is just arbitrariness. It's do whatever we want now. Forget about the arguments that we made yesterday. I know we told you to wear the mask yesterday. I know we told you the vaccines were totally safe yesterday. I know we told you to trust the experts like the Surgeon General yesterday. Yeah, whatever. Forget about that. That was then. This is now. Shut up and do what I say. That's that's their political argument. And when you want to have real reason discussions with your friends and family, you got to check out Pure Talk. Right now, go to puretalk.com, enter code Knowles. The government is addicted to spending. That reckless spending is driving up costs on everything. It's not fair, but you don't have to just be a victim. There are things you can do right now to lower your monthly expenses and mitigate the impact of inflation. Step one, this is the simplest one. Switch your cell phone service to Pure Talk. Take a look at your cell phone bill. If you're with Verizon, ATT, or T-Mobile, I know how much you pay. You pay too much. Pure Talk will give you unlimited talk, text, and six gigs of data for just $30 a month. That could be a huge savings for you and your family. That's grocery money or gas money, and Pure Talk never raises their rates. By switching to Pure Talk, the average family of four is saving over 75 bucks every month. Customers are realizing they don't need as much data as they thought. Okay, join the hundreds of thousands who are making the switch to Pure Talk today. When you switch to Pure Talk with our special discount, you will get 50% off your first month. Go to puretalk.com, choose your plan, enter code Knowles for this special offer. That's puretalk.com, enter code Knowles, K-N-W-L-E-S, for 50% off your first month. The Democrats have made a little bit of a mistake, I think, on abortion. They've realized that they've got nothing going into the midterms, not the economy, not immigration, not national security, not inflation, not, not anything, right? They've got nothing going into the election. And so they've tried to focus on abortion as their one issue because the Supreme Court overruled Roe v. Wade, and they think that'll energize Democrats. And the polling shows it probably won't. Polling shows in as much, it, it does energize Democrats, but it actually seems to energize Republicans as much or more. And furthermore, people just don't vote on abortion, pro, pro-choice, pro-life, 
It's just not a top priority for, for the vast majority of people. Maybe for you and me it is, because if, if you're very pro-life, I certainly vote on the issue. We're in the minority of people. About 15% of people consider this to be a real top priority. So Democrats have said, though, okay, might not be a top priority, but it's all we've got going into November. So we're really going to focus on it. And it's tripping them up. They don't know what to say. You've got Stacey Abrams saying, well, I don't, who really knows if you're pregnant in 36 weeks? I mean, that's not convincing anybody. And then you've got U.S. Rep. Cory Bush, who is a vocal, fanatical pro-abortion defender going on Margaret Hoover's PBS show and describing an abortion horror story. I was thinking back to the first abortion. Okay, you've done this before. You know the rooms. You know what it looks like. You know what it feels like in in this place. You know what to expect. You know um, that you may experience even some harm or some racism in this this space. Like, I thought I was ready. Because you had experienced Um, racism previously. I had. So I thought I was ready. And I went in. And I went through all the steps because they were like, you, it's almost like an assembly line. You know, you go from room to room. And I got into the last room. I, I was helped up onto the table by the nurse. And I laid there and I started to think, well, one, I didn't tell the father that that was about to happen. Um, I, and I just, I just felt like I needed more time. So I said, no, you know what? I'm not ready. Mm-hmm. And the nurse just, you know, wouldn't listen to me. And I said, no, I'm not ready. And as I'm saying no, they continued to pull the instruments and, you know, get everything ready. And and it was just like, no, calm down. You know, no, you're going to be okay. And then they just killed her kid without her consent. It's an absolute horror story. And I was wondering, I said, how on earth did Corey Bush Obviously, this is horrifying. Obviously, this experience has bothered her. Obviously, it shows the horrors of abortion. Obviously, she knows there's a problem with abortion. That's why she hesitated, because it's the little angel on one shoulder and the little devil on the other. And the devil was saying, kill your kid, Corey. Come on, kill your kid again. And the angel was saying, don't do it, Corey. You know this is wrong. Don't do it. And the angel won out briefly, and she said, no, 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 I don't think I want to do this. And then this psycho abortionist said, too bad, I'm killing your kid, right? And and so she, I said, how on earth did she even think to bring up this story? This obviously doesn't help her political side. And the only conclusion I can come to is Corey Bush thought that she could make a point about racism here. And, and she, she's spoken this way before where she said, because I'm a black woman, my opinions haven't been valued. I haven't been heard. And so I think that was the argument she thought that she was making. But really what she was doing was just making a, a strong argument against abortion. So even as she's trying to argue for it, didn't, didn't really work very well. And then that, that's the first thought. And that's what most people have been talking about. But then there's the second thought I had which is she mentions that she'd already had an abortion, totally willingly. And so she went in, she thought it was going to be easy again. She was going to have a second abortion. And then she had some second thoughts. And I thought, we have a U.S. representative, a member of Congress, casually discussing murdering her children, two of her children, on taxpayer-funded television. And pretty much everyone just shrugs it off and says, oh yeah, that's normal. How insane is that? How insane is that? In a sane society, I'm not saying that parents would never kill their children. I'm not saying that there would be zero abortions. But what I can promise you is that if if parents did kill their children, they would keep it to themselves. They would be ashamed of that because it's obviously very, very wrong. 
and they would seek <laughs> atonement and they would try to repent and they would uh, seek absolution for their sins and they would keep it to themselves. They wouldn't brag about it casually. And you wouldn't have an interviewer sort of nodding along, oh yes, you know, yeah, that's right. You killed your first kid and then this happened and then, oh yeah. And you wouldn't have a public just saying, okay, this is totally normal for a member of Congress. This is so scandalous. Our country is such a not great place anymore. I was going to use that phrase that Donald Trump used to refer to other third world countries. What a horrible country is it at this moment that we just shrug this off? How far have we fallen? This used to be a great country. This used to be the greatest country on earth. How far have we fallen that we just say, oh yeah, you know, our public officials go on taxpayer funded television and just casually discuss murdering their children. And everyone's just kind of like cool with that. And that's normal. That is so sick. This woman should be ashamed to show her face in public if this is her point of view. And yet she's lauded and applauded. She has no compunction whatsoever. That is insane. Absolutely. How do we tolerate this? We should not tolerate this. We should, conservatives need to embrace much more of a cancel culture. I'm not saying for any woman who's had an abortion, by the way, I know women who have had abortions and multiple abortions, some of whom are unrepentant, some of whom they can't get it out of their head. And so the women should know you, you can repent. You can, your sins can be forgiven. You can move on. Uh, but the key there is the repentance, right? You've got to change your mind. You've got to recognize the moral reality or else you can never move on. And there should be a society of grace and forgiveness and all of those things. And, and we need much more of that in society too. But you can't, not, not, if you're, not if you're bragging about it, not if you're completely unrepentant. Those people should be completely ostracized. Those people should not be permitted to show their face in society. They should not be given seats at restaurants. They should not be permitted on television or in the public square. It's so horrifying. And yet we just totally, today the only people we ostracize are the pro-lifers. Then we we send the DOJ to go arrest the pro-lifers. It's just completely backwards. Should not tolerate that. Speaking of a restriction of tolerance on a completely separate subject, but still the same libs, the New York City mayor, Eric Adams, He's had enough of tolerance, okay? He says, we've tolerated these illegal aliens way too long. These, the Texas governor, he's sending too many illegal aliens to our city. He hasn't even sent that many. By the way, we're still talking in the thousands. We're not even getting close to the hundreds of thousands or millions. As you know, we have 2 million illegal aliens cross into our country every single year. We're talking about a very small number of them have been shipped to New York. And the New York City mayor says, enough is enough. New Yorkers are angry. I am angry too. We have not asked for this. There was never any agreement to take on the job of supporting thousands of asylum seekers. This responsibility was simply handed to us without warning as buses began showing up. There's no playbook for this, no precedent. There's no, no playlist. We didn't want these people. We didn't invite these people. We didn't call our city a sanctuary city for years and years and years. We didn't explicitly invite these people. I personally on Twitter and on national television. Oh, wait a minute. Just over a year ago, you tweeted, quote, New York City will remain a sanctuary city under an Adams administration. What is your message to migrants arriving in the U.S.? Should they still come to New York City? Well, I think that they should come to any place in the country that they desire uh, their pursuit of the American dream. Ooh, oops. Remember that, Mayor Adams? Never mind. Never mind. It's the, it's the same thing with the masks. It's the same thing with the jabs. It's the same thing with their 
constantly changing and inverting arguments on transgenderism and abortion. And never mind, never mind. It doesn't matter what I said yesterday. The argument that I just made to you five seconds ago, that no longer matters if it's no longer convenient for me. Because the libs politics, though they pretend it's grounded on science and reason and facts, has absolutely nothing to do with any of that. It is merely their own interest. That's baked into the equation because the libs politics is a view that denies the, the real objective moral order, that denies any duty to tradition or the community or to God himself. It just ignores all of that stuff. It is a politics of pure interest. Whatever I want, I will take it by any means necessary. And so, of course, they're going to change their arguments. The only the only thing that, that we should get out of this is not that we need to make fun of them for being hypocrites anymore. Yes, of course, they're hypocrites. They don't even, they don't even really have a standard. So they can't even really be hypocrites because they don't actually believe any of the things that they're saying. The only thing that we should take out of this and conclude, and remember this every single time the libs open their mouths, is they're not making arguments. They're just doing whatever the hell they want to do. And we should stop them from doing it and stop pretending, stop trying to engage in their ridiculous arguments. They don't care about that. We care more about their stupid arguments than they do. They're going to change them the very next day, the moment that it's convenient for them. Speaking of insanity in New York, I wish I had the Nostradamus hat. I don't have it on me. I got, I got to remember to move it from my office to my studio because we just keep being right. And it's not just me. It's all of us. It's all, anyone who has any inkling of any kind of social conservatism, anyone who's ever even uttered the phrase slippery slope in a, in a sort of mocking way. Because we're, every time we make a prediction, we're told, well, you know, you're just making a slippery slope argument. Yeah, well, the slope is pretty freaking slippery, man. And here's the latest one. A New York City judge has just ruled that polyamorous unions are entitled to the same rights as married couples. That was a conspiracy theory about 18 hours ago. That was a crazy, idiotic conspiracy theory. Get out your tinfoil hat, you slippery slope lunatic. You're telling me just that just because we've radically redefined the bedrock social institution that pretty soon we're going to have polygamy legalized? Come on, you nut. That has nothing. We just want gay men to feel happier or something, whatever the argument was for love is love, equal sign it's all the same or what I don't even, whatever the dumb arguments there were, everyone has the right to get married. And the conservatives said at the time, well, you know, if you radically redefine marriage in this way and you divorce it from its tradition and its uh, natural state, then uh, there's going to be no limit to how you can redefine it. And pretty soon we're going to have not just same sex marriage, but you're going to have polygamy and marriage is just effectively going to be abolished. And then that's, um, exactly what is happening. Exactly what is happening. What's this case? It's the case case of West 49th Street LLC versus O'Neill. And the New York civil court judge Karen May Bakdayan uh, has reportedly concluded that polyamorous relationships are entitled to the same sort of legal protection as two-person married relationships. Uh, because the case involves uh, Scott Anderson and Marcus Marcus O'Neill, who lived together in a New York City apartment, as well as Anderson's husband, Robert Romano, who resided elsewhere, but says that he's in a, in a thruple. He's in a polyamorous relationship with these two men. And so we, we take one step and we say, okay, we're going to pretend that this union of two men is, is marriage. Since 2015, we're going to pretend that that's marriage. 
And, but, but we're not just going to leave it there. We can't just leave it there because if we're going to radically redefine marriage that much, what, then why wouldn't we say, look, these three men apparently do weird sex stuff together regularly. So why, why would we, if, if marriage can be two guys, why can't it be three guys? Why can't it be? Explain to me, because there are going to be, I know that there are some conservatives who are on board with redefining marriage or Obergefell or whatever. Okay. Then if you're on board with that, just explain to me why the so-called right to same-sex marriage doesn't, doesn't get to go this far as to include polyamorous unions. Because I can't find the argument for that. Especially in New York City, where everyone's always trying to cheat the different marriage laws uh, in order to keep their apartments, because the most valuable thing in New York is not your family or your loves <laughs> or even a bar of gold. The most valuable thing in New York is just keeping your apartment. <laughs> That's, any New Yorker knows this, okay? So why would there not be not only why would there not be an incentive for this sort of thing, why would this not take place? I personally know, gay guys specifically, I, I know having lived in New York and Los Angeles and lots of eccentric people, I know people who kind of have open marriages or all that sort of stuff, but specifically gay guys I know who do this sort of thing. This is not just a, a weird margin tabloid thing that you read about once. This, this happens actually somewhat regularly. So why can't they have the same legal protections? Love is love, right? Love is love and apartments are very valuable. When are we going to say enough? When are we going to say enough? The left has no problem saying enough, enough to Christianity, enough to the American tradition, enough to our way of life, enough to us having our money, enough to us raising our kids, enough to us doing anything really that we want to do and that we actually have a right to do. When are conservatives going to say enough? Ever? No. All conservatives are going to say, well, you know, you do whatever you want. Just don't take my money. Oh, you know, just you guys, I have no problem if this thruple wants to keep their New York City apartment and pretend that it's marriage. Just don't, you know, just don't tell me what to do. They're going to tell you what to do. They have to tell you what to do. It, we live in society, folks. We live in a political community and we have self-government. Self-government means we all tell each other what to do. That's, that's what that, that's essentially what that is. When are we going to say enough? I will impose my moral view on you. Just like you're going to impose your immoral view on me. I am going to say no enough. I'm going to impose my actual moral view on you that's going to give all of us a much better life and stop leading this country down to hell in a handbasket. We know the country is getting worse. On virtually every statistic, things are getting worse. The economy is insane. We have zero trust in our public institutions. Crime is going through the roof. The life expectancy is going down because people are despairing and killing themselves and overdosing on drugs. The country is getting worse on pretty much every single metric. Why? Because of this insanity. Because in every single aspect of public policy, the libs are forcing their insane, perverted vision on society, and the conservatives don't have the guts or the spine or any other anatomical features to say, no, enough is enough. I'm going to stop you from imposing your view on society, and we're going to impose our view on society, because our view is better for everybody. Are we ever going to do that? I don't know. We're all, we're like, we're transed. The conservatives have gotten transed. We've, we've got, must have gone through the surgery somewhere and lost the body parts that give us the courage to do that sort of thing. Our eyes, first of all, all right, get your head out of the gutter, but the other ones too. We've lost, well, we got to get it back, or we might as well just hand the whole country over to the libs. Got to say enough. I've got, I've got the least shocking story of the week for you. You ready for the least absolute, you are gonna, you're not even gonna blink. A, a transgender TikToker, a man, you know, who is severely mentally ill and sexually perverted, he has just been uh, arrested on eight counts of child sex abuse. This is the guy. 
Hello. Here we are again. So, well, we still haven't hit our 10,000 likes yet, so I can't tell you the bedtime story. No, I can't. I told you, 10,000. Then you get your bedtime story. But, I've been, um, I've been thinking. What do you think of Rachel? It's always the ones you most expect. You know, <laughs> isn't it funny how that works? It's always the ones you most expect. This man who is obviously not just deluded, not just given to fantasy, this man who's obviously severely mentally ill, not only identifies as a woman and dresses up like a, a woman, like a bizarre caricature of a woman, but is now presenting himself as Rachel, the Queen of Australia. This guy might have some weird sexual hangups and act on them. Would you ever, you just, I'm saying you, it's just me and you here. You're not, you're not on camera. Okay. You're not going to be fired from your job or kicked out of school for saying this. Would you ever let your kid go anywhere near that guy? Even you didn't hear the story. You forget about he's been arrested on child sex abuse. Would you ever, you see that guy in the street, would you ever let your kid go near that guy? Of course not. Because you would have a prejudice that that guy has got some weird sexual problems and is probably poses some threat, some danger to your kid. You, it's just a prejudice. I'm not saying you don't have a study. You don't have experts telling you that. You just, it's just deep down in your gut. You, you think that. And all the experts are going to tell you, no, no, that guy doesn't pose any threat to your kids. No, no, actually, he, he poses the least threat to your kids of anyone. He's totally sexually sane. Oh, no, that guy, man, he's way saner than anybody. And so it's, it's your gut versus the experts, and your gut is right. And your gut is right. Remember, remember on the COVID vaccines, when all the experts said these are totally safe, totally effective, they will prevent you from getting COVID. They will prevent you from transmitting COVID. There's no health risk whatsoever. And then your gut said, I bet that's not true. I bet your gut said, I bet this won't stop me from getting it. I bet this won't stop me from transmitting it. And I bet it does pose health risks. Your gut was right on every count. The experts were wrong on every count. Sorry, I sh shouldn't say all the experts. The experts that the libs exalt were right on every single count. Which brings me to Jon Stewart. Jon Stewart just went viral in a clip that I think makes him look like a complete hack and buffoon. But the clip has gone viral on the, on the left as an example of, of Jon Stewart totally owning the Republican Arkansas Attorney General with facts and logic on this very point. Take a listen. Why would the state of Arkansas step in to override parents, physicians, psychiatrists, endocrinologists who have developed guidelines. Why would you override those guidelines? Well, I think it's important that all of those physicians, all of those experts, for every single one of them, there's an expert that says, we don't need to allow children to be able to take those medications. That there are many instances right. where- But you know that's not true. You, you know it's not for everyone there's one. There's, 
these are the established. Well, I don't know that, that that's not true. I don't know that. Well, then why you would you? That. Why would you pass a law then if you don't? If you don't know that that's true, wouldn't you? Well, have I done know that so? there are doctors. Let, let me let me try and flip it a different way and see if maybe this this can help. In Arkansas, if you have pediatric cancer, and obviously we all want to protect children, I think we established that earlier. Whose guidelines do you follow for pediatric cancer? Whose guidelines do you follow? This is his own. You follow the doctors. So then if you follow the doctors on a very long-standing, well-established body of medical literature on how to treat a very specific ailment that will kill your child, then why don't you trust them when they want to cut your child's penis off? Um, do I... Do I even have to answer that question? By the way, the very fact that the so-called medical experts are now advocating pumping little kids full of cross-sex hormones and trying to mutilate them into being the opposite sex actually does make me less likely to trust them on the cancer treatment and on every other aspect of medical science. But do you see what Jon Stewart is advocating here? He's advocating a complete blind allegiance to and faith in the political establishment. Not even just the medical experts, because as the Arkansas Attorney General rightly points out, there are many experts on the other side. And John Stewart doesn't even really quibble with that. He says, well, it's not one to one. There's not one of your experts for every one of our experts, which may or may not be true. Sort of who cares? He's at least conceding the premise that, yes, you conservatives, you, the people who oppose chopping off little kids' genitals, you guys have some experts on your side, but we have other experts. And anyway, our experts are the ones that are enshrined in the political establishment, so you should trust them. A, a complete blind faith. Ironic, of course, because Jon Stewart presents himself as speaking truth to power, and the whole left presents itself as being sort of countercultural and fighting the entrenched powers when, in fact, they, they are the only entrenched power in the country. But imagine that. Imagine, imagine thinking that. Let's just say Jon Stewart's being sincere for a second. He is, he is actually telling people not to believe their own eyes, not to use their own brains, not to use their own reason, not to, not to trust anything that happened before yesterday, before today. Why wouldn't you trust the experts? I, I wouldn't trust the experts because they are saying that boys can actually be girls. That's why. That's the proof that they're not omniscient, not necessarily correct here, not the geniuses you're presenting them to be. The very fact that they're saying that is the proof that they are not, that they are not these people. And John Stewart actually makes a joke earlier in this clip. He says, you know, some people used to make jokes about transgenderism, but those guys were totally wrong. And then he plays a clip of himself doing it on his show. But he says, but now I've been told by the political establishment that's not true. So I'm going to ignore even what I used to think. But ju just look at the record here. The prejudice of the people, the wisdom of repugnance of ordinary people, the intuitions and natural inklings of ordinary people in recent years has been proven much, much more reliable, much, much more correct, much, much more trustworthy than the fantasies and pronouncements of the exalted, established experts. You know, today is Columbus Day. 530 years ago, Great man named Christopher Columbus discovered the new world. 1492, Christopher Columbus, one of the great men of history, sailed the ocean blue. And then the libs ruined the new world, so Jeremy's building a new new world. That's right, starting with his razors. Right now, you can get your Jeremy's Razors Founder Shave Kit for 40% off plus free shipping as part of an historic Columbus Day sale. The libs 
want to erase history and masculinity, you do not have to let them do it. Navigate your way to jeremysrazors.com to conquer your stubble and arrive in style this holiday. Speaking of the political establishment, PayPal has just announced that they will now steal your money for wrong think, for contradicting political correctness, for expressing any kind of opinion that does not go along with the opinions of the experts. And the the opinions of the established experts, by the way, change every day, so you better be careful with what you say. The, The PayPal released new user terms it's new acceptable use policy in which it said that it would that you can't use PayPal services for activities that relate to transactions involving drugs. Okay, that's fine. That relate to stolen goods. Yeah, that makes sense. That relate to the promotion of hate, violence, racial or other forms of intolerance that is discriminatory. Okay, now that's a little confusing. Yeah, violence I get. But what how are they defining hate? And what are you saying? You're saying you discriminate against someone or you're saying just intolerance? What is that? That seems a little, that seems a little dodgy. Obscenity, that seems fine to me. Sexually oriented materials, that seems fine to me. Firearms, that's dumb, but okay, whatever. I guess it's their company. Okay. They, they say that they may liquidate damages of $2,500 $2, U.S., per violation, which can be debited straight from your PayPal account, they go on to say further that they can just take money out of your account. They can freeze your assets. They can take your money if you do things that they don't like, things that are not necessarily illegal, things that have not necessarily even been considered bad in in American history. What if you're transphobic, quote unquote? What if you're homophobic? What if you're, what if you don't, what if you don't post the, the black BLM flag, the black square on social media. What happens then? This is not just some crazy conspiracy theory. The former president of PayPal has confirmed this and criticized it. He said, it's hard for me to openly criticize a company that I used to love and gave so much to, but PayPal's new AUP, acceptable use policy, goes against everything I believe in. A private company now gets to decide to take your money if you say something that they disagree with. Insanity. Then Elon Musk Another billionaire, long connection to PayPal. He says, agreed, totally agreed. And and the way you know that this was true and not just fake news, conspiracy theory, whatever, uh, is that PayPal reversed the decision after Daily Wire published a story criticizing it. Gets back to those conspiracy. What did the conspiracy theorists say? Not that long ago. They said that the United States, while we criticize China for its social credit score system and its oppressive, tyrannical government, that the U.S. is implementing the exact same thing. And it's doing it a little more subtly, and it does it under the aegis of the corporations and the non-government organizations and the nonprofits and the semi-state public-private partnership, but it's the exact same thing. If you contradict the prevailing social mores, in any way, or the slogans of political correctness or wokeism, you're, you're going to have your money taken away. You're going to be ostracized from society. It's the exact same thing. The, the exact same sort of system in China is being implemented in the United States. There's no question. Is it at the same scale yet? No. Is it at the same point yet? No. Is it going to take the same exact form? No. But the result will be largely the same. It's cer- that's certainly what the libs want. That is happening now. Who knows? What if you say, don't wear the masks? They could, maybe they could take your money. 
And you can say, Dr. Fauci told me that. And they say, no, 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 Dr. Fauci said that yesterday, but today he's saying the opposite. So you have to say the opposite now. What if it's, what if it's basically any other topic? Children, babies in the womb aren't babies. No, no, no. Today we're saying they are babies because they can know that they're transgender in the room. Sorry, 2,500 bucks. Boop. Nope. Sorry. I'm going to take 3,000 this time. Boop. Okay, fine. Babies in the womb are babies. Oh no, today it's, today we're advocating for abortion. So they're not babies anymore. Boop. There's $2,500. Sorry. Got to keep up. Got to keep up with the political correctness, guys. Otherwise we're going to take all your stuff and kick you out of society. Speaking of taking money back. There is some good news. I don't want to leave you on all this downer kind of news. There is some really good news. Sharon Osbourne has uh, decided that BLM is in fact a scam, as Kanye West declared the other day. BLM is a scam and she wants her money back. Do you agree with Kanye's point? Um, I don't know what his point is. See, I don't know. I, that's why I say I can't answer it. I don't know what his point is. I mean, he said that Black Lives Matter is a scam. Oh, well, we gave $900,000 to that, and um, I'd like my money back. <laughs> yeah, yeah. <laughs> well, she could have said that before. <laughs> wow, an amazing statement there. There's so, much, there's so much in that statement, because what Sharon Osbourne is saying is, yeah, I couldn't really admit this before, but I want my money back. So she's actually saying that Kanye and Candace did kill Black Lives Matter, as they said that they did. And Candace has a new movie on this coming out that is, I think, going to put the final nail in that coffin. It's coming out uh, just this week, I believe. Uh, it's going to be absolutely fabulous. So she's saying, yeah, that's true. And I have long known that this thing was a scam, but now I'm allowed to say it. And I want my $900,000 back because it was a whole scam. And we know that the leaders of it basically just exploited George Floyd, who no one actually really cared about. None of the people who pretended to care about him actually really cared about him. They just used him as a symbol to raise a lot of money and buy big mansions in California. And yeah, I want my money back. That's what she's saying. And, and this could be effective. Sharon Osbourne is never going to get a penny back. But if you have all of a sudden prominent people coming in and saying, give me my money back. This is a scam. I'm going to throw my financial weight around. She, I suspect, felt like she was being extorted into giving money. I remember when BLM took over Southern California, you had businesses posting receipts in their windows of donations to the BLM organization, like, like blood over their door frames to say, please, please, agents of death, pass by this house. Don't kill us. You'd have people saying, this is a black owned business. In other words, go kill whitey. Don't, don't go after us. I don't, and the white people was, I donated money, please. I get, it's no different than the mob, except that the mob used to only take 10% of your stuff and the libs come in and they basically want everything. That's the difference. That's, that's the big difference here. And now Sharon Osbourne is admitting that. I think a lot of people feel that way. And if, if more people just get a little bit of courage to say, yeah, no, actually the established narrative about BLM was complete BS and we shouldn't have gone along with it. And I'm sorry we allowed ourselves to be extorted. That's, that's uh, fine. That's fine. You know where you really see this is a completely different point, but I have to get to it today. Horrible, terribly sad story. Two children were killed and a mother was critically injured after the family's dogs attacked. Now, before I tell you what kind of dog it was, you already know, right? Was it a, do was it, was it a, a wiener dog? Was it a pug? Was it a golden retriever? No. 
you know, it was a pit bull because it's always a pit bull. Because the majority of the time when a dog mauls somebody or eats a poor little kid, it's a pit bull. We know this because the pit bulls were bred to do this. That's what they're for. And yet, we are told by the experts of our society, no, no, that's not true. It's no, there's no such thing as a bad breed of dog. Well, maybe not good or bad, but it's just the, the breed was bred to, to be extremely violent. And, and so now we have them and we have them around two-year-old little kids. That's why these stories keep happening. No, no, not my dog. There's no such thing as a bad dog breed, just do- bad owners. No, they just didn't love their dog the right way. Oh, that's where a lot of people just not loving their pit bulls the right way. And for some reason, the people, the bad dog owners, they always seem to own pit bulls. And it's just coincidentally always the pit bulls that are attacking people. And just coincidentally, they're genetically built for that. But that's just a weird coincidence. It's weird, these pit bulls, always at the center of such coincidences. I know this is going to be controversial. I know some people like the dogs. We should obviously kill all the pit bulls, right? It's not enough even to sterilize them because the problem is not that there will be more pit bulls in the future. The problem is the pit bulls are the dogs that attack everybody now and threaten people's kids now and lead to these horrible stories. And the parents say, oh no, the dogs were, the dog was never violent before. The dog lived with us for years. Yeah, and the dog was never violent until he was. And whenever the dogs are violent, it just usually, most of the time, tends to be the pit bulls. And we have no reason to tolerate that. We as a society have a great reason to protect against that. There is no, there is no Second Amendment right to a pit bull. There is no natural law reason to have a pit bull. We, we have to admit reality. Okay, this is not, and we have to admit that all the, all the experts, in this case on the dogs, no, no, it's actually just training. And actually, actually, if you look at this statistic, and actually, if you, no, it's just not true. We know, we know it. We all know it. Okay. Even the pit bull owners know it. (laughs) Okay. Stop ah, stop denying things that you know are true because some lib egghead with uh, some kind of mellifluous argument has convinced you not to trust your gut and your head and history and everything that we know is true. Okay, stop trying to make yourselves so gullible. This is true, forget the pit bulls for a second. This is true on transgenderism, it's true on abortion, it's true on our country's history, it's true on crime, it's true on immigration, it's true on all of these things, okay? We know basic stuff. We have common sense. We have eyes, we can see nature, we see stuff all around us, okay? We have at least two brain cells to rub together. We know that. And the purpose of leftist politics, the goal of leftist politics, is to tell you to ignore everything you know and to convince yourself of their fantasies. To convince yourself that Richard Levine is actually a woman. It's okay to trust your prejudices. It's okay to trust received wisdom. It's okay to trust your faculties of reason. Okay, they've got a much better record. You're going to be called a conspiracy theorist for trusting all those things, but they've got a much better record than the so-called experts. Today's Music Monday, okay? We've got a, a, a song that was requested by one of the great members of this show who we'll, we will see in the member block. And uh, my producer, Ben Davies, has teed it up for me. He tells me I'm going to hate the song, but we'll see. The rest of the show begins now if you don't want to miss it. Well, you certainly don't want to miss it. If you're not a member, click the link in the description and join us. We will see you over at the member block.